So, right. so why did you decide to go hard mode? Because I was picking, and of I course. felt like if I am going to, I need to take some of my own medicine. Right? <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. That's right. I didn't get cocky here, Dred. Let's be fair. Let, let me be clear. I don't think I got cocky. I don't think there was ever a point where I felt good about what we were doing. <laughs> um, there are no good options here. But uh, look, if, 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 it would, if word would have gotten out that Zach chose easy mode or even normal mode, there goes, uh, well, I guess Ulysses is already what? the new god of death. I guess I'm now just some mook. Um, <laughs> mook you're the mook god of death. That's right. Hello and welcome to Geek's Camp, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening are John Christian. Hello, hello, and lolly ho. And uh, Troy Sandler. Hello, li ho. And, and whatever. You, <laughs> That's you, exactly you, what you are, sir. You, you, introduced, you, you introduced John as if it was a question. I know, I wasn't... I was like, eh, I mean, what, am I? Your, I what, is your, what is your name again? That's right. <laughs> and my co-host, so uh, I can't read your name tag. John Christian. John. Ron Christian. Christ, John, Christ, John Christian. John Christian. Christian. John Christian. Let me tell you something. Hey. In my in my many years of being John Christian, you are not the first person to butcher that name. Everybody <laughs> wants it to be Christensen, Christine, Christine. Uh, it's Christian. Christian son with an E N with an O N. So yeah. it's fine. That's good. Fellas, before we get into this, I have to lodge a complaint against a really weird article that I posted into our chat here on discord. Mm. I've not yet, I've not yet had a chance to read about that. Uh, me the clickbait that you threw into the, uh, <laughs> into the, well, that was, that the was from last week. Well, that was from last week. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Well, this is. Listen. So every every week, I'm scouring, looking for interesting articles for our Discord and for news topics and things like that. And I came across one that says, um, "How to play D and D without a DM." And I'm like, "That could be. I'd love to see what somebody pitches as that. Cool. Let's do it. Right." Um. So it talks about the the, the first two paragraphs. You're like. Hey, it's really hard to play without a DM because the game isn't designed for that. Especially if you're doing a sandbox mode. And I'm like, great, so cool. How are you? Go- how are we going to do this? It says, all right. So here, here's what you could look at. This is bullet point one, heading one, option one uh, of how to play D and D without a DM is rotating the dm in DD could be framed as adventure swapping stories <laughs> so the the first option of how to play DD without a dm is swap dms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and then uh the next one is uh next is indie rpg style experiments can enrich DD or make players miss the dm and it the Two paragraphs under that are like, "Hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want to DM, maybe go play an indie RPG where it doesn't require a DM, and then that can be your break from D and D, and then maybe you will come back and play D and D with the DM." It's the weirdest article ever. I have a feeling that somebody like wrote the article, like like wrote the 
title and the first two paragraphs of this article. And then it was like a game of telephone or something. And they handed off it and they're like, you don't know what was before this. The You know, finish this article and you don't know what the first. They're like, it's about D&D and being a dungeon master. Write the second half of this article blind. <laughs> and they're like, all right. Um, it's really weird. Uh, so anyhow, I guess, uh, I guess, fellas, I had a question, though, for you that, mm-hmm. that kind of sparked from this would you rather would you rather attempt as your group if you were gonna if you took your home group would you rather learn to play a fantasy rpg dmless or uh you take the time to learn a fantasy rpg that is solitaire which one is more appealing to you? Learning how to play a solo mode RPG, TTRPG, or or playing a GM-less one with your home crew? I I, I still don't know what ex- exactly what GM-less RPG means I'm, these days. I'm still is that st- stunned from the article, and I actually left a comment <laughs> on said article. WTF? I, I said, please do us all a favor. Stop writing articles. <laughs> um, and okay, Zach, what, what I is wrote your, this? What is your question? Uh, is, is that you? Is that you? Stop! Listen, Dude, stop, I, Derek, Derek Garcia. <laughs> stop writing articles. Um, what are you asking? Would we? Would we rather try so, to so figure I was just thinking out? About it. How? I was thinking about it. Well, just just like if if I said, hey, for the next three months. You need to do drop your D and D game and do one of these two things: either learn to play a solo pen and paper RPG, or try to wrangle your home crew to play a GMless pen and paper RPG. A lot of frowns for the podcast. A lot of frowns and blank stares. Yeah, I don't think either one of those are viable options to me. Like that's like take some time off, for a couple of weeks. If you have to Rochambeau each other for it, if you've got a paper, rock, scissor, paper, rock, scissor, lizard, Spock, whatever, whatever your game of choice is, and somebody needs to go out, listen to the Geeks Camp podcast on how to be a better DM, uh, or really go and listen, watch all of the Matt Colville YouTube videos uh, up until like the last couple of years. He's been pretty light on DM don't watch. Tips. Go watch Colville's, all of Colville's stuff, then browse YouTube for a few hours, mm-hmm. then go watch whoever else is on Twitch, and once you've done all that, come come check out the Geeks Camp podcast. Exactly. Then, <laughs> then, then when you've exhausted all of your other options, and you feel yeah. like falling asleep when, when at there's night. there's nothing left. <laughs> I have nothing left. Oh, man. I don't, I, I don't know how to answer that, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, it's... Uh, I don't know that there... Neither one of them seems like viable options to me. I still don't know what a, a GM-less TTRPG looks like. Uh, I mean, we just kind of saw one a little bit, right? Well, it, it's a video game, though, right? But, but but you could imagine a world where somebody, a world where you play as the party, you're in the party, and somebody reads that box text and says, you reads a section of box text and says, blah 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 blah. Uh, now all the enemies attack and. Mm. And I see, you know, like and then who's fine, who's who's the enemies? 
it would be automated or whatever. Right. I mean, there's a million different. I'm. So, so, I, don't okay, know. So I don't know. I'm saying, do you figure <laughs> that out or do you figure out how to solo play? What one seems more manageable to you? I think that my again my my response is like <laughs> grow up, <laughs> oh learn how to learn how to be learn how to be a DM, and then be awesome at your table or be mediocre, be terrible. It's okay. It's okay to be terrible. Like like your what is it that Edison once said that your your uh, your last failure leads you to your greatest success or something like that is, is one step away from your no you're one failure away from your greatest success there you go just keep going keep going just it's keep okay going, man just going and if you're t- if your players give you a hard time about it you're you're playing with the wrong players that's right. i kind of you're the I one kinda, that's trying yeah i kind of feel like your your question can be answered with the same it's, it's the same thing if if you want to try a dmless TTRPG, whether it's how, figuring out how to play D&D without a DM for real, not taking Derek's advice. Um, <laughs> hack. No salt. Uh, no salt. That, that's not even salt. That's just like, Solid. dude, come on. Put some effort in. At least. It's like the last article you put up. Put some effort into the thing. You're getting paid Ooh, 10 bucks for this thing. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid 10 bucks for this article at least. You Put some effort into it. Um, hey Derek. No. Hey buddy. <laughs> um, love you, love you, I man. Kinda, I kind of feel like it's the same thing because if you're if you're figuring out how to play D anD D without a DM, you're learning a new game, mm. or you're making up a new game, mm. kind of a thing. So, are there games out there that already do that? Yeah. Maybe you. I mean, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. It's it's a very weird thought exercise. Yeah, here's what I I would say is in in my mind, it was about, I think both of them could be useful, right? Like learning what tricks and tactics and new talents you would need to acquire in order to run a table or as a a group, Mm -hmm. right? I think could be interesting, right? How, you know, we're all learning, I think part of the process of, Becoming a better DM is how to be a collaborative storyteller, as Bear Drew, mm-hmm. I think, was talking about in chat, right? Like collaborative storytelling. But when no one is the true adjudicator, I think that's interesting, right? And right. I, I would be curious to experiment with that. And me personally, I think that one would be the one I would lean towards because I think I have a home, couple home crews that would be receptive to that, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. who I think could be a good learning field. But on the flip side, I've got like three solitaire pen and paper rpgs on my shelf Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know i think that there's there has to be i think that you could learn a lot about i mean really that's in my experience pen and paper or or just solitaire rpgs in general are very railroady we'll call it or Mm -hmm. linear right because the responses are already determined Mm -hmm. um but I think that there's some cool stuff there still about storytelling and progressing and seeing e- even in a thing where all the answers are canned, what sort of options still manifest and what sort of player agency do I still feel like I have and all of that. I yeah, think there's right. some things that I could be picked up there. Well, I mean, I, I jest by saying that anyone should grow up in, in all honesty though. It's, it can be terrifying. I know more than enough people that have, have, uh, 
have refused to dip their toes into it because they they were afraid of the failure. And so, what does a DMless game look like? Is an it's an interesting. It's something I want to know look, what it looks like uh, without the the advent of or the usage of any kind of electronic like an AI or like an, an automation or something like that. Right. Yeah, I, you kind of, you have, you've got board games that are effectively cooperative. It's you versus the environment. It's, it's players versus a PVE as opposed to PVP. Right. So surely there's something that's similar to that kind of collaborative effort that you could play in art that could be in TTRPG form, right. Where one person doesn't have to be the adjudicator or like the lead on the story, right. The story itself is you've got, I'm sorry, but you've got like, I'm looking at like um, Shadows Over Camelot has a story that that goes along with it, and it is, but it's a board game, right? So you read things out, and the and the narrative continues out of this booklet that you all read from, and then and then this thing happens and engages. If the, if you fail, then move to this page, mm-hmm. and then this is what happens next. So it's like an, almost like a choose your own adventure book based on how. With, on success, like your levels of success and failure, that would be pretty cool. Actually, I don't know how it wouldn't feel like like a TTRPG whole cloth to me, though. You know what I mean? It seems it would mm. seems like it's it's its own genre or its own genre of game at that point. I kind of I kind of feel like you could never truly have a GMless TTRPG because some something or someone always has to make decisions at some point to further the story, whether that's, you know, sliding, you know, every, after every encounter, the, the, the thing slides to the left and the next player is the one that plays the monsters or rolls the dice against the rest mm-hmm. of the group or whatever. There always has to be something to give, even if it's just a solo play, you still have to, roll dice and like you said they're they're canned responses it's just a a a more advanced version of a fighting fantasy game book or something Mm -hmm. so there there always needs to be something that's making decisions Mm. or or again it becomes something or again it becomes more of a like, like a like a visio diagram Mm-hmm. Of, of an adventure as a or like a like a adventure path as opposed to something that's organic in that that the where there's some improvisation it's a robotic like if you want to talk about rails there's no there would be i don't i can't think of another way to do it other than that it would be almost like the old lone wolf books or the D choose your own adventure books where if this happens and if that and if if it goes awry go here do this thing instead right uh, Beardroid's mm-hmm. mentioning Hero Quest. I actually never played Hero Quest. So uh, Troy, did you ever play it? There you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Troy's uh, Troy's given us uh, an example of a a. Uh, I'll have to break mine out sometime. Yeah, fighting it's, fantasy. It's, it's the first one. Yeah, fighting fantasy game book. Um, the Warlock of Firetop Mountain. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, love those. I'll have to get my old D and D ones out that uh, a buddy of mine gave me for Gabriel back when he, he was pretty young i think you read some or most or all right of on. those if i'm not mistaken uh hero quest i i never actually got to play hero quest um but i did play a lot of warhammer quest hmm. and it was and it was very much like that here's the booklet it has this scenario here's what you're doing and then you're randomly drawing cards or dungeon tiles or whatever laying them out in front of you and you're going through so 
there is that the, the downside to a, a GMless RPG is the lack of roleplay. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to get at, right? Because like, yeah, I don't the, know how you roleplay with a piece of paper. Yeah, it, it, there's there was parts in Warhammer Quest where you go back to town and you can you know trade in your spoils to get more gold or buy potions or magic and things like that but there's no yeah there's no give and take there's no mm-hmm. there's there's charts that you roll on for weird situations which leads you to more rolling but there's no uh, question and response kind of back and forth so I don't know a, a GMless RPG just sounds like I don't know <laughs> like a, you're a, taking my job you take my job. You take my job. <laughs> well, uh, believe it or not, uh, this is a crowdfunding corner episode. But I was like, you know, I'm I'm a little bit fired up, and I knew I knew I could get at least one of you fired up with that article too. So, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that while while you and your hack article. Glad, glad, glad we could be so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, right. uh, there is there is some uh, since Bear Droid brought up the the three magic letters. There is some TSR news. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they are calling into question the uh, validity of Wizards of the Coast having continuously produced D&D material since they acquired TSR mm-hmm. back in the 90s. It's like... Uh, that is what? the playground equivalent of somebody going, uh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you did it. No, you did uh-uh. it. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the judge to hear that the judge just says, just, okay, you've wasted enough of my time. Right. You now owe all court costs. You now owe. Wizards mm. of the Coast, all of their lawyer fees. Now go away and don't come back. It's like the fifteen second ruling on Judge Judy. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, I rule in I rule in favor of the plaintiff. Case dismissed. Clonk. But it's like mm, yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh! All right, that well, would be amazing. Uh, that would be amazing would be awesome. if we could get these two on Judge Judy. Have. <laughs> Have like I dare Chris you, Perkins, Chris Perkins, or somebody from Watsy, <laughs> and the guys from DSR. <laughs> I'd be like the D and D equivalent of a Maury Povich episode mm. unfolding before our eyes. And the results say you are not the father. Uh, the it says that is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. That is a lie. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna wrench <laughs> it back on the we need like a like a a like a like a machine like either a machine sound or like a a, a cat like a cash register sound sounder right now or is somebody qu- weeping in the background my money something like that as coins fall to the floor that's right uh, so Troy you've got the first product here uh, let's talk about can we keep it can we keep it yes we can oh that's wrong that's the wrong show. Um, can we keep it, uh, from our friend Morris, a.k.a. Russ, or Russ, a.k.a. Morris, from EN Publishing. 
This is another one of of his quick starters. And can we keep it is for all those of us DMs for DM'd or GM'd tabletop RPGs that has players that uh, want to keep every little fluffy creature that they come across. And since I seem to be that guy in amongst these guys that always talks about this kind of stuff, here's mm-hmm. more. It's got rules for nearly 50 different pets from weasels to war horses and from frogs to giant crabs. Uh, five new tameable pets from the elemental planes, the bubble puppy, dust bunny, lightning sparrow, mudcat, and root. Uh, you had me a dust bunny. Yes. I want to know what a bubble puppy is. It is a, according to the graphic, it is a, a balloon animal that looks like a puppy. There you go. See, that's what we need. Uh, new mechanics to manage pets, including morale and maintenance, motivated uh, encounters to spice up random encounters with creatures, and a little mini adventure featuring the eccentric lady Philomena, who keeps rust monsters as pets. Uh, Russ always does really interesting projects. Um, this has seven days left as of this recording. He was only asking for a goal of $628. And he's at a measly 30000 A measly. A measly. It funded in four minutes. So there you have it. Uh, like I said, he always puts out really cool content. Um you know, he did the whole 5e advanced. It's goodness. Level up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. That's Can right. we keep it? There you go. Awesome. Yeah, and you can go, and also I'll go ahead and note that um, par- part of the pledge tiers, if you're interested, you can get all of their previous 15 books uh, in PDF or in softcover on the two tiers. So that's part of the reason they're doing so well is they've got a lot of back catalog that you can scoop up while you're here. Mm-hmm. All so, right. John, you have, uh, I guess, the big one for today. Let's... It's my... I'm so, I was totally snaked this from... Uh, I stole it from Troy, yes. 100%. Troy sent me uh, a, a Facebook message uh, during the middle of the day <laughs> and within, like, probably, like, five minutes of me getting the link, I send a link back going, damn it, Troy. <laughs> now I'm down 60 bucks. I mean, like it was almost immediate. Uh, and, okay. I can't take all the blame. Okay. Hit me. You also have oh. to yell at Girk. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I saw, I saw Girk peddling that too. So Girk, yep. it's your fault. Was, you finally, he, you got me, man. You got he was me. pushing that gamer crack. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Brindlewood Bay cozy murder mystery RPG solve murder mysteries in a creepy cozy town. The way that they explain this is oh. it is a combination of murder. She wrote with HP Lovecraft. So it's the golden girls like slash Matlock or whatever you want to. And uh, in a little cozy quaint town where there's like this, uh, like a cult activity or something like that. And there, it, it, the RPG revolves around them solving these mysteries together. So uh, I bought, <laughs> I went with the, uh, the, what is it? Like the $60, I think. Yeah. $65. It will get you uh, two hardcovers and the PDFs and all the digital stretch goals. I got this for my, my wife and my daughter. 
And so when I told him, I, I was, it was supposed to be a Christmas present or whenever it comes out, but I'm terrible about that. I'm always going to end up telling them what it is I'm doing before it comes but out. So. You, didn't go, you didn't go up to 90 to get the Kickstarter exclusive cookbook? I could not justify a cookbook. I thought about that. <laughs> did you really? No I way, did. man. No way. <laughs> it, no, it's neat because a lot of like the margins that got written in there about other yeah, adventure extra, seeds extra, and stuff like that. It's that was an extra smart. adventure and there's Listen, food. Yeah. The book is also a solo mystery game. Each play, page has notes from a murder maven written in the margins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, that is I'm true. Th- I'm thinking this is Golden Girls meets Hot Fuzz. Hot <laughs> Fuzz. That's actually... That, Ooh, that could be listen. really, really close to yeah, the thing. Yeah. That that'd be yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So okay. So Brindlewood Bay is a groundbreaking murder mystery game for one keeper who is the GM and up to four players. It's a powered by the apocalypse engine, okay. uh, but it also uses an innovative carved from Brindlewood mystery system where even the keeper doesn't know the solution. Isn't that fun? Huh? Almost like it's GMless. Almost like it's GM. Let's don't say that. Don't, don't take our jobs. The co- the game is inspired by cozy mystery shows like Murder She Wrote, but also takes inspiration from supernatural fiction and police procedural shows from the seventies, eighties, and nineties. My God, shut up and take my money. So it was like a really easy sell. I told my wife and my daughter about it. I said, like, "Look, here's what we're gonna do. I want you to find for the two of you and find four of your friends that would be into this. And it doesn't, if they've never played an RPG before, I do not care. I will teach them, but I want you to go the full nine. We'll have like cucumber sandwiches with the crusts cut off and uh, like little treats and tea and stuff like that. And you girl, you girls can all dress up as old women at the table and we're going to play the crap out of this thing. And I'm going to have a blast running it for you. I was so excited. I didn't think I'd be so excited, but I was like, this is so dumb. But I love it. I just I love the idea of it. Uh, I I want to I want to give a quick note just in case uh, people are considering it home. Uh, so there is the Brindlewood Bay hardcover book, and then there's mm-hmm. an adventure book called Nephews in Peril. But Nephews in Peril has more than one adventure in it. So let's it's let's ten. I want. I think that's something, ten, and, yeah. and more being unlocked through stretch goals. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that is quite a bit of value there. Um, I would I would point. Yeah, it says the contents of the book are it, it contains everything you need to run a full campaign. Uh, the rules have been revised and expanded from the original release. So there was an original release back in 2019. This is an updated version mm-hmm. of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Has all the keeper guidelines. It features six mysteries in the book itself, and then ten more in the uh, the expansion book. With the, like Troy and Zach were talking about the solo book or the solo adventure is in the um, the cookbook as well. Mm-hmm. I just cool. want to know what some of these mystery mavens are cooking. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, the, the, the page example is PB and J scones. Oh boy! See, I mean, <gasps> so maybe I do need to get the book now. Is, is, exactly. is that what you're saying? Am I going to have to spend another twenty five? Okay, here we go. Hang on. We're, we're going to have to do it. I think we're going to do it too. It's fine. It's only money, it's and and eh. it's, so it's this, just more. It's just my mortgage. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so this project already has $210,000, 3,300 backers with 29 days to go. Uh, this could be, I don't think it probably will, but this project might get half a million. So settle in. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Absolutely. Uh, so I was going to check one last thing here. Oh yes, yes, yes. I was going to note that, um, 
Uh, this is by a company that did the Trophy RPG system, which is something that I'm very looking forward to playing here very right. soon, mm-hmm. as soon as it comes out. Uh, all right, Troy, you got Rift to Rimora. Rift to Rimora. This is a 85-page-plus book um, that has 30 new monsters, 40 magic items, an adventure module, and a new class called what was it again where'd it go uh the ward weaver and this is kind of a the whole thought behind it is about uh spirits and and somehow um being connected to the spirit realm and it introduces a spirit realm to be added to your your own campaign um (laughs) And you can you can uh, talk to different uh, different spirits, connect with them. the The Ward Weaver is one that like sets glyphs or totems or whatever that, that help that help the group. Or you can set them in the way of somebody, you know. Or I'm going to drop this healing thing here, so if you get hurt, come to this, you know, that kind of thing uh, is what I gathered from it. The art is pretty cool. The idea behind the idea behind this spirit realm and connecting it to your home campaign is I kind of feel like D D needs something like that. Because it's very hmm. much uh, I, I almost feel like it's missing in D D that it's not really talked about because you've got hmm. that whole idea of you know, death is easy to come back from. Mm-hmm. But in my personal opinion, it shouldn't be. They we talked about this last crowdfunding it, corner, right? Exactly. We, we talked about it a lot. There needs to be something more. So not just from spirits of, of beings and, and people and stuff that have passed on, but the spirits of the world itself and, and of what, what makes things up. So the spirit realm can be lots of different things. And mm-hmm. I like I just like the idea that, that this is kind of addressing that. Um, Mm-hmm. So it, it is reasonably priced. You can get uh, for fifty bucks. You get physical and PDF of the of the Rift of uh, Rimora. And you you talked about this person's uh, uh, last Kickstarter. I remember yeah. mm-hmm. Ekamon's exotic mounts. Yep, I sure did. Um, so yeah, this is this is a repeat customer at this point. Let me tell you something I, I really appreciate. If not, uh, like another thing that I like about this, I really like their layout and design. This looks yeah. like a D and D book. It's, it it's yeah, it's using yeah. Uh, like they're use, like right, they're using the style guide from uh, from the monster manual and stuff like that. I don't know if they're going to get in trouble for it or not. No, you no, can. no, yeah, no. you can. But I mean, you can use this, yeah. yeah. But, but cover, I mean, like, yeah, well, the yeah, the cover is is out of this world. There is a mm-hmm. lot going on in this cover. Yeah, it's awesome. All well, right. and then they've hang on a second though. That's yeah, the yeah, sure. regular cover. Then they have like a like a limited edition cover that's part of the Kickstarter, right? Yeah, they have two. They have like a blue and gold deluxe edition, and then that they one have like fantastic. A I yeah. like that one. That's what I like. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I would want. Honestly, the other ones. It, there's a lot going on in the other one though. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. got a lot of stuff. Hmm. All right, uh, so that is at $9,000, 151 backers with 20 days left to go. The Rift to Rimora. Next we have, we're halfway through, folks. 
Uh, next, we have Tessa's Guide to Pickpocketing and Pilfering for 5e. John, take us away. Just in time for Dragonlance, everybody. If oh, you were wanting to this. fill up those Kinder pouches with 100 items that you could roll randomly for, boom, 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 this is the one. Uh, I This one was buried. There were like 300 and some odd uh, like uh, Kickstarter campaigns that are out there for tabletop gaming. This one was hard, hard, hard to find, which is a bummer because there's actually some really good stuff in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So 600 mundane and magical items at a five finger discount. Uh, It Mm -hmm. is a tool for larceny. Not only does it have like a, a, I think it's six or no, it's nine, excuse me, nine different D one hundred tables of stuff that's in there and they're based on different locations like villages there's a village table a city outlands monastery artificers royals necromancers wizards and even the infernal so if you get stuck mm-hmm. in avernus and you want to pick a demon's pocket now you know what might actually show up in it uh the cool thing about this on top of all of that and to- on top of these like the 600 uh item tables is that they have little artifacts that that, that are in here and that are incorporated into the uh, into this as well. So, uh, like little common magical items, like the auto loading crossbow, or the blood iron weapons, or a bone breastplate, things like that. Really small little ads that are um, that yeah. just that really exp- extend the usability of the product, which I really really like. And if that's not enough, you've already got the tables are great. The um, the extra little magical items and things like that. That's great. Well, now you got quest seeds on top of that too. So there are five printable handouts. So the quest seeds are the handouts that you give to your, your players to start the quest or to initiate yeah. the quest. Right. Cause that's what really they that's exactly the pluck. Yeah, exactly. So you roll on the table and then maybe you hit a, a certain number on the table and then you pull this scroll out or a map out or uh, a deed or a will or something like that. Right. Brilliant. Right, this is, it's it. really, it's a, it is a small Kickstarter. Uh, monetarily, we're looking at, uh, let's see here, $9 Canadian, which is about $7 American for the, uh, mm. for the, for, for the PDF. Yeah. Seven bucks. Done. And it, done. It, yeah. It's a great little book. And uh, this kind of fascinating little story behind it too. Yes. Uh, the, the fellow wrote it. While uh, he doesn't go into it a lot, but he uh, he was having uh, uh, bleeding on his brain and was uh, in uh, hopped up on morphine and he couldn't read, couldn't do anything other than think about stuff and scribble it down. Yeah. Mundane items. And so for two weeks, he, he wrote down 600 items and that's the basis of this book. So. That sounds like a lot of creative efforts that I've heard of in the past yeah. that, that that began and ended with some kind of a drug induced mm-hmm. trip of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they the three hundred and seventy five dollars that were asked for is already funded. So it's it, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Uh, the they extended. They add an additional chart. So now it's uh, they've got an extra chart, and then they with their other stretch goals. Uh, let's see. They added the library. Uh, let's see. And then a pocket full of seeds. Let's see. Another 20 quest seeds were added to the book. They were not a part of the handouts, but just additional ones that are, that are, uh, that are, uh, chunked in there. The number of items in the book is increased to 1000. So instead of the 600, it's a thousand now. So huzzah. Uh, let's that, see. Where are we at? There. We aren't there yet. 
we're about to, yeah, we're, we're, that's where we're heading next, right? If, uh, if all goes very, very well, in addition to the guide, there will also be a special one-shot adventure called uh, Tessa's Gambit that are going to be cool. given to all backers as a thanks for such an uh, incredible response. If you figure cross your fingers tight enough, and they, which it's, I think it's going to be a, a tough road to hoe, uh, the algorithm has been unkind, I think, in Kickstarter to this one. Uh, you yeah. could you could double your items, but um, I, yeah. I I think it's a really smart idea. I think it's a it is a it's a, a very small ask for a lot that you're going to end up getting out. Well, you of know it. what? I that, like that's what we need to do. So S- screw the algorithm. Everybody that's listening to this, mm. go back this and then share it on your Facebook and your Twitter yeah. and your Instagram and everything else. Let's mm. let's put this over the top because as of man, this recording. We've got six days left. So by uh, what Friday the about yeah but this Friday it yep. it ends this Friday so uh, Friday the sixth of May. So yeah, I mean I I picked it up happily, yep. gladly picked up picked it up. It's it is not it's seven bucks, man. No shipping. You don't have to wait Damn. for it. It's, well, most of it's probably already done, or what's what's left to do is probably not going to take a whole lot of extra time for him to, to knock out. For and, July, yeah, yeah. I did, I did so. the twelve dollar version. Oh, did, you did? did what was the twelve dollar version? Nothing. It was the re, it was, it's the retail price. Oh. I'm like, you know what? This is such a cool thing. Such a cool. It's a cool item. Cool project. You get your name listed and in, a cool for story. Extra- Friends of the Guild. Gotcha. Right on. That is cool. Oh yeah, that's well. We could. I mentioned that too. The uh, if you go the twenty dollar price, which sixteen dollars American, uh, the PDF and all unlock stretch goals. Thanks. You get the thanks in the thanks section, and you help design and name an item in the guide. Ooh, awesome! I mean, come on, that's not bad at all. So anyway, yeah. so thankfully. I dug deep, deep, deep yes. uh, to find this one, and uh, but this was a, a diamond in the rough. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, go check out uh, Tessa's guide to pickpocketing pilfering this week. All right. Speaking right. of items, though, mm-hmm. we're gonna do. We're gonna give you a double date here with Ultimate Treasury, one thousand and one D and D five E Treasures, Monsters and Magic, Troy. What you got? What I got? I got just that. It is. It is coming from Legendary Games. Um, If you don't know them, they put out some pretty cool stuff uh, for D and D and Pathfinder. They are they uh, you know one love kind of a thing. Starfinder, all that good stuff. Um, And it's got just exactly what you think it's got. It's got a whole buttload of Mm -hmm. items. Fantastic art for for the items. and they show you some examples here and there. Uh, let's see what else they got. Uh, they got spell books of different types that you could, you know, because what's the one thing if you're if you're a wizard character, you never get enough spell books as treasure. Sure. So mm-hmm. this has got those, and they're not just books; they're unique. Of course, you do you have some books. There's one that's pictured that is a skull that is scribed upon, and that is the spell book. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so there's there's different unique things, and there's there's everything from mundane, mechanical, alchemical, technological, um, and they got some examples: uh, black fire clay, troll oil, soul stimulant, 
and even arc rifles, singularity grenades, and scatterlight suits for those uh, people that enjoy sci-fi bent. Um, they've even got awesome. some monsters, some different uh, some different creatures that you can uh, come across, loot cards. Plus, you can do um, their their massive magic bundle. Uh, it's got some uh, stuff set up for fantasy grounds already. Uh, yeah. They got a sample PDF that looks pretty cool. Stretch goals, more awesome armor. They're going to do classy magic, which is bar, not barbarian, class specific. The first one being barbarians, um, bards, clerics, all that kind of good stuff. So, can I just go ahead and mention this? I think this is important. How many pages did you did you say it was again, Troy? I didn't because I looked and I. I don't know if it's not listed or if I just I was, looked right over it. Like it was like a like a lot. It was like a, like three hundred or something like that. Well, that's, what plus. that's what I'm thinking. It has to be unless it's in the is in the side here. I don't know. But uh, if you're talking a th- over a thousand items and stuff, it's got to be three hundred and eighty-five pages. Three hundred eighty-four pages. pages. That's three hundred eighty-four pages for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Fifty bones. Jeez Louise. Like, and Leg- Legendary uh, Games has done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, this is their 18th created Kickstarter. Hey, and listen, if you are one of the people who decided you were going to play a druid hey, after hey. our next episode, <laughs> uh, they are dangerously close to unlocking classy magic for druids. Yeah, uh, and getting some druid magic items. So, not nearly enough love out there for the for druid magic items. That's right. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, well, listen, Ultimate Treasury has $37,000. I have a $5,000 goal, 636 backers, 17 days left to go as of this recording. Let's go give him some more money. Yeah, and now he's been so patient. He's been so quiet. Yeah. Zach actually has something to talk <gasps> about. I do. Uh, John stole this one from me. I, I almost, uh, almost ripped it back. Hard. You all you said was dice, man. You didn't say what dice. So go yeah. ahead. Uh, so real quick, Ulysses is saying that we did convince him to play a druid from our last show. Uh, so Ulysses, I would like to know before we close this one out, what sort of a druid you got inspired to make, and we'll, we'll, we'll evaluate your decision um, live. <laughs> uh, we will judge you. Yeah, harshly. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Dungeon Morphs Four: More RPG Map Design, Dice, and Cards. John, Troy, I have a dream that's starting to take fold of walking into a convention and maybe to a home game if I ever play home games ever again in person. Uh, I think it's been like a decade now since I've had a home game. Oh, so sad. Uh, but I have a dream of walking in with couple of note cards and a and a pocket full of dice and running a game and actually being ready like that's what i need right this kind of is enough maybe another tool in that tool kit right um i kind of dig them for the minimalist idea right i can see i can see zach walking into a convention with literally with like the the batman utility belt and it's just strapped with dice and like a a little pocket protector for some pins and a and maybe a pencil or something like that and then and then the note cards and that's like that's all you really need yes craft man 
Uh, yeah, so, okay, so let me talk to you about what I like about this. First off, there's a lot of different products here, but the core piece is that they've got three different sets of dice. The first set of dice is, they're like six-sided dice, each dice of these dice. I think it's a set of six, maybe seven now, depends on when you're listening to this. Um, but six different D6s that each face has a different... Mm-hmm. element of a dungeon in it right a different room passageway whatever and so when you roll them and then you clump them together you get a randomly generated dungeon there's also a set for sewers there's also a set for caverns and then there is a book slash pdf that communicates here's what could be in those places on the die yeah, nice. if you wanted it to be which i think is cool i wouldn't i think the book is interesting I think the book is very helpful. It defeats the purpose that I am dreaming of for this, right? But mm-hmm. but but still, it's really cool. And then they're like, you know what? But also, some people like not even dice, but like the little note cards. And so they've got these, they kind of look like the white and blue retro mm-hmm. um, dungeon rooms, but they're double-sided. And it's the same basic principle, only it's one room at a time, little uh, 2d cards that you would lay down and create a map i think that's mm-hmm. cool and then they've got actual maps um that are that you can piece out but that are way more designed and those are called their dungeon morph tiles um i just think this is cool like it's definitely not gonna be for everybody but uh we were talking about on the gloomhaven stream how my favorite thing to do as a player is just go dungeon crawling you know get out a grid walk around on a grid fight things get magic get items have an interaction with an npc but it's contained to the dungeon like that's i'm in my happy place when that's happening and i think this is really could be a toolkit that uh, a piece of that helps deliver that in a new way and in a minimalist way um so i don't know i'm not i think i think the hardest call for me here is that each dice set is twenty five bucks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty pricey. I'm not saying no. And are they, um, I, look, here's the question: I didn't see this. Are they printed or are they are they actually engraved? I believe they're printed. I believe they if are they're, printed. If they're printed, I've I've had the like, make your own dungeon dice back in the day. Those rub off mm-hmm. over time. That's, yeah. all, that's the worry that I would have is that the printing would rub off. The other side of this, though, is that you could go and get some of their previous Kickstarter stuff right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they've got Dungeon Morph tile dice already in their store, sets of them, and they're like 18 bucks a set. So, if this is something that sounds cool, this is uh, store.inkwellideas.com. And they've got a bunch of dice sets and all this cool stuff. Honestly, that's probably if I decide to pull the trigger on this, which I very well may, it's probably just going to be that because I would I don't really like have a strong preference on what dice I get of these sets. I just want to kind of play around with them. Um, and you can get a lot of them right now. You know that the rest are probably going to end up at their store in September. It looks like. Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, yeah like I think well, whenever I saw this one, I was, I was doing that that delve uh, today, trying to find some some Kickstarters that I liked. And what I immediately liked about this is the sewer dice, yes. because for yeah. me, I need I kind I still need as a like a a novice or a neophyte cartographer, I I need some structure and some some mm-hmm. th- things that make sense. Not like I'm not overly Gygaxian about. My sure. crypts or my maybe caves. I could see that too, but sewers in particular should be just a a mess. Mess, yeah, absolutely. So using dice to generate sh- sewers, yes, please. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly what I'm backing out of this. I like uh, the other thing that I thought was really cool is they don't really they they kind of gilded the lily a little bit here because. Um, mm. If you just read this, I don't know that it triggers in your brain, but one of the other things that they talk about that you get even at the $5 level is a quote-unquote font. Mm -hmm. What the font is, is every single design, it's like 150 different dungeon tile designs as different characters in a font that you get. And so you can like build out your own dungeons and whatnot with all of these tiles that you're getting as a font i'm like that's cool uh and you could even you could print it off on black and white and uh, get like the biggest one on a on a sheet print 50 sheets out cut them out and then you can yeah run with it i don't know i kind of dug that a lot um also you could randomize it just by tapping a few little strokes on your keyboard and Mm -hmm. uh it'd be cool yeah uh go ahead I kind of feel like this would be an interesting thing. Cause like what John said, when he did his delve, if those of you that used to go to, to Gen Con and other conventions back in the day, uh, the TSR slash Wizards of the coast booth used to have the delve and it was just a long dungeon terrain that you mm-hmm. went through and, and fought through and all that kind of good stuff. This would be kind of a neat challenge for DMs mm-hmm. and players alike. It's like, you know, you've got that pocket of, of these dice and it's like, here's your sheet of monsters or, or whatever. And your, your little note cards and you're just rolling rooms to fit together mm-hmm. to go on this sprawling, massive dungeon. That would be, that would be a, a hell of an exercise mm-hmm. to, to pull off. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, this uh, and a lot of this is expanding through through stretch goals. I'll go ahead and note that like some big stretch goals where they're trying to add a seventh die to each of the sets. I think that makes it a little bit more bang for buck value. Um, so uh, this is at thirty eight thousand dollars. So a lot of around thirty thousand dollar Kickstarters talked about tonight. Thirty eight thousand dollars, four hundred seven backers, twenty three days left to go. This is Dungeon Morphs Four by Inkwell Ideas. Um, that is all we have as far as projects today, but Ulysses has done us the favor of telling us that he was inspired to make, uh, Githzerai space druid who shape changes into far realm inspired beasts, the master of tentacles. Yes. And, and, and I think it should be named he Natai. Really? Yeah. Take the apostrophe out, put the word together. 
No, don't. Don't, don't. do that. Don't, no, don't, Troy. Don't Google that. No. <laughs> don't, please. No, seriously, don't. G- Gabriel, seriously. don't do that. Uh, stop nodding, <laughs> Troy. <laughs> you wang. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, I... I think that's very cool. It's, 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 that sounds really it's cool because it gives it a whole new flavor that you're turning Completely. into, and and every else you're yes. like, "What the hell is that?" No, I'm. I, I have a small itch. I don't know that it's the itch that is going to manifest first, but I have a small itch to run a spell jammer campaign when we get our when we get the books that are released. All right. Um. Uh. It's 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 sitting there. What I'm really interested, though, I really want to do a. I what I'd love to do is a. I, I hope that there's an Adventures League campaign that comes out for it. Mm. That's my secret hope. Is I'd love to have a six to twelve adventure, Adventures League campaign, in Spelljammer that I could pick up and run for a group. I would happily do that. Um, if that happens, uh, and Bear Droid says, I think there maybe is. It's the adventure that comes in the, in the slipcase. Yeah. 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 If they, if they can build that out in a way that I think is workable, I probably will uh, put that in our group and see if people want to run through it because, um, I'd like to, I'd like to experiment with some spell jammer. So, and that Druid sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, that's right. Uh, We made it. We made it. And if we end this right now, we might have wrapped up our first episode that sits under an hour. (laughs) Been a while. In a while. Yep, been a while. Yep. Yes, uh, there's going to be a, so Bear Droid's asking, talk about something that takes you up to level five and then the book adventures take it from there. Yes, you're absolutely right. There is going to be content release on the DMs Guild, I believe. Uh, like you're a program or whatnot that gives you the first several levels, and mm-hmm. then the the adventure in the book just starts level five. Yep, you're absolutely right. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, well, uh, hey, it's been a really good chat. Thank you, Bear Droid and Ulysses and Girk. Uh, of course, thanks to the moderator, uh, Gabriel. Thanks to Craig. Sir Isaac hung out with us at the beginning. Uh, am I am I thinking? Am I missing anybody else, fellas? Well, we've got uh, Academy Impossible, another TTT 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 viewer, uh, Audicia, Casino Thanks, Commander Root. Awesome. Th- those are all the ones that I can see. So awesome, awesome. Well, thank you to all of those fine people for hanging out. Uh, next week on Tuesday, I guess it's this coming Tuesday. Uh, we are going to do a episode on wizards, I think. So sign this up. Alakazam. Alakazam. It's going to happen. He sounds like he's having a stroke every single time he does that. He's, it cracks my wife up every time I do that. <laughs> I, he, it's like he's, you know, he's been this strange little squishy entity for so long he's he's got a poop all right we're gonna get Uh, out of here 
It's just <laughs> a sample of what Wednesday's going to look yeah, like, everybody. <laughs> Bring it. Mm. Play your games, everybody. Yep, and stay safe. Later. Out there. Out there. Bye. <laughs> have you ever found yourself wondering if Troy is all style and no substance? Do you have doubts on whether he really even knows where he's at or what he's doing? Well, wonder no more. Sign up for the World of Game Design newsletter and get free 5e content sent to your email each week, designed and curated by Uncle Troy himself. The newsletter also lets you know when we've got a new Kickstarter on the horizon or new product available, as well as kicking out early notifications on what gaming conventions we'll be attending throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes, sign up, and gain access to a world of understanding and insight with the World of Game Design weekly newsletter. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook, give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed, uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.